Alright. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I am Brian Anthony Garcia, and I am with. Hi, I'm Michael John Pena, uh, and welcome to the Battle of Clouds. And we're with Milo, um, who is a cybersecurity guy. So, Milo, tell us something about yourself. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, much about myself is like yeah, 15 years worth of experience in cybersecurity. Literally, I went around uh, the disciplines of cybersecurity. So I'm here with Michael and Brian, uh, trying to uh, discuss much about the cloud things, the cloud scenario of infrastructure and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's pretty much. All right. Fair. Mm. Thanks. Uh, so Brian, ano bang topic natin for tonight or for today? So basically, we'll be focusing on again, tulad ng nasabi ni Milo, we'll be focusing on cloud security. So, ako personally, I haven't, I haven't really had that much uh, knowledge about the security in cloud. Siguro yung mga basic lang like, uh, alam mo mga data setups, yes, yeah, mga ganon. And even that, hindi nga ganun karami yung knowledge ko about that. So, I'm pretty new about this. So, ikaw ba, Michael? Kamusta naman yung knowledge mo when it comes to cloud security? Um, I think uh, my understanding with security, I mean, first and foremost, right? Um, masyadong malaking security as a topic. It's very broad, right? It goes all the way from network, the actual servers, the applications, even people, you know, with social engineering and stuff like that. Um... But then, you know, Milo, tell us, you know, what is security? What's your perspective of what is a secure system or what is a secure infrastructure? Okay, let's start with, well, the very basic of things. Yung, ano yan, yung, think of your regular network, okay? So your regular network is compromised with what? Servers, um, end users, so uh, applications, um, If I say already email, email systems and whatnot. So that includes your infrastructure, even physical security of things. So primarily it's the security is, is the posture of you on the defensive posture of how you deal with the anticipated threat. So there are a lot of threats right now. Most of you have heard much about like hackers, phishing, denial of service. Much a lot of combination of attack, and some even have an experience with you know, what's called that. We call it nation-state attack. So that's usually abbreviated as advanced persistent threat. So it can be well subtle attack to a point of it will actually deplete your network resources, or so it will flatten out your organization to the point it can no longer operate. Okay. So in the security side of things is. It will focus on primarily what you have, which is most value to the attacker. Okay, most company would actually like what try to cover everything. Okay, but I would suggest, in the perspective of security, is this: understand first what is your most valuable asset, and then start protecting it. So it's just how you what's the term manicure, yung Um, security nyo para hindi kayo gumasos ng sobra. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, 
I think most common hype around security is the concept of you know hackers and you know being hacker being cool you know parang merong stigma around it. Um, what's your thought around that hype of security is always about hacking systems, breaking systems, you know, exploiting millions, billions dollars. You, you know, what what people see or watch in Hollywood. How realistic is that in the real world? Okay, so realistically, yeah, a hacker can pretty much do a lot of damage. That includes your car, your regular network, regular airplane, a boat. They can pretty much sabotage everything. Now, the hype with the hacker being what you call that, the the anti-hero of things, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, frankly, that a hacker is nothing more than a common thief. Okay? Kung sa Tagalog, sasabihin nga natin, eh, mandarambong. All right. Okay. okay. So, in other form, palalain natin. Budol-budol. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, so, it's mostly organized, is it? It's mostly organized and it's all about the money. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's nothing about principle other than particular groups. So, there are part hackers that are, you know, going with advocacy. Those are the hacktivists, okay? Now, those people I got some respect with. But anybody who asks for money in return or offer their services in return after they hack you and tell you that, okay, we hack you because we want you want we want you to fix it. Then later on somebody will try to contact you and sell their services. That is what you call sales. Scam sales yon. Okay. To be very careful with those things. So just watch out before somebody try to sell you or something like this. Somebody try to sell you and you ignore it, then you get hacked. Or you get hacked, then a few weeks later, somebody approach you that, Oi, I'm selling this. Be very careful with those because those are the same person who probably did compromise your, your system. Yeah, so that's what about hacker. There's nothing glorifying about them. They're just like common teeth. Okay, yeah. All right, um, thanks for that. Um, so let's drill into the topic natin for, for today now mm-hmm. about cloud security. Um, I think you know, similar to like most concern, ng mga like people who are very new to cloud or who doesn't even know what cloud is, you know, parang um, bias around cloud that when it's on cloud, it's not secure because it's in the internet, right? Um, can you tell more about it and you know what's your side around that? Okay, so let's start with the basic. Most people say, as you mentioned, pag nasa cloud hindi secure, right? I would beg to differ with them because if a company offered cloud services, okay, it means they're particularly secured where it, wherever that infrastructure is. Now, most of them have ISO standard. It means you cannot even walk through to that company without being noticed or whatnot. So everything has redundancy, so the connection, security, and whatnot. Okay. So yeah, some some companies I would point out that. They would actually try to scam you with security, even though it's not there. Okay? They would say, "We have a cloud security that comes in, but literally you have to buy it later on." Okay? So not even the basic part of it. So they would say, "Okay, this subscription comes with something, but that subscription literally is like flat out, like more of like okay, might as well start your network in your own backyard. The only difference is that 24 by 7 multi hotspot, right?" And then it's multi-location. So that's the only difference in there. But if you're going to pick a cloud, so it would apply that, okay, 
cloud is not secure. It depends on the vendor. Okay? It depends. So, better look for a vendor that offers it and it's on paper in black and white. And particularly, look for a vendor that follows GDPR. So, that's a, a European data privacy law. So, they have papers for it, for compliance. Then, the other one is ISO 27001. If they have both of them, so pretty much you're secure. Then, other than that is always read the fine paper. Don't just believe on marketing. Look into the fine paper. If they offer actual security, if it's included in your subscription or not. Yeah. Mm. All right. And I think um, in my point of view and also in my experience, um, you know, it's always a shared responsibility anyway, right? It's not just about the platform. It's not just about the infrastructure. It's also your, you know, being you, na developer or kayo as a company, on mm-hmm. how you'll actually, you know, think of it. Um, at kung parang hindi lang siya, you know, hush hush na okay. Once nandito na siya sa specific service or specific platform, secure na siya. It's always a shared responsibility in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because most of the breaches that happen in the cloud. That's why some people are saying cloud is weak. Because it's misconfiguration. Mm-hmm. So somebody misconfigured things. You would see some, you know, for the past, what, six, four years, most of the known breaches, it's because the developer didn't properly code. System administrator didn't actually lock down the entire infrastructure. Or some, some disgruntled employee opened up things mm-hmm. because they want to pay back with their company. So it's a misconfiguration. Or it's a person coming from the inside to actually open the door to the kingdom. So yeah, those are the scenarios that you're looking at. All right. How about you, Brad? Um, any you know follow-up questions around security? Yeah, actually, and uh, yeah, actually I was about to ask that that same question because I mentioned Milo kanina na you know there are these cloud vendors na they might say they they offer security pero in reality hindi naman talaga ano they they just parang Pang ano lang nila yon, pang uh, parang yes marketing. Mm. Yeah. Pero let's just say right now we have we well for the past uh, two episodes kasi namin we've been talking about two or three rather three major cloud vendors and okay. as we all know these are you know they they definitely or should have the security that we all expect them to have. Yes. So. Um, well, napag-usapan yun na rin naman kanina yung regarding sa shared responsibility nga naman. So, hindi naman talaga definitely ano, um, sa side lang ni vendor yung kailangang uh, i-set up ng maayos yung security. Uh-huh. It's also on the side of uh, the developers or the uh, uh, the client. But, is there ed- any case or at least, I definitely think that there is the, uh, a case wherein sa side talaga ng mga cloud vendors yun nagkaroon ng problem or is, is that something that happens a lot or at least happen happened once in this year or in few years ago okay so I'll give you an example so can I name vendors would that be possible uh, yeah yeah that's fine yeah. I, I okay. think so yeah alright so let's start with let's just use initial along the way so like people has still have some fun with deciphering what we're talking about so All right. usually this is a very simple fact okay so usually uh, you guys heard of denial of service right yep DDoS, right? Uh, oh but 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 for the sake of the audience what is denial of service yeah. so 
I put it in a context like this. So denial of context, uh, denial of service is like you have a particular um, limit, right? So example, your your say your room can only uh, guarantee uh, an actual eight person on it, right? So that room is actually bombarded by ten thousand people. So literally, nobody can get in and out of that room no more. Correct. So. In effect, mm-hmm. that is denying people to actually get into the room and actually operate or say if it's that room is equivalent to a bank, so nobody can know, nobody can withdraw already because it only have a certain limit and that limit has exceeded already. So that that attack of exceeding the limit of a certain process of a certain infrastructure is like a denial of service. So you're you're actually denying. The regular customer from accessing what's supposed to be there. So, in order for it to get to that room, you have to have a number of people only who can transact with that room. So, in uh, putting ten thousand of beyond the capacity of eight, or ten thousand more people beyond the eight capacity, so it's like bombarding it too much that it will let collapse or literally shut down by itself. Okay, so this is an example of denial of service. So, so just okay. put it. So let's put it in a context like this. So most companies, uh, vendor would say that okay, we can protect you at a certain degree, okay. But what they're saying is actually, you have to buy additional part of our service in order for you to get protected, okay. Mm-hmm. So some companies actually just like it's a, like a um, hook line and sinker to entice you to bring in. In reality, they don't have much. Uh, I put it this way. This is an example. Uh, you guys heard about AWS, right? Yep. Right. So most of the subscriber of AWS would say, "Okay, we already have this and this and this." So depending on who you're talking with, maybe salespeople would have promised you the world and whatnot, and they end up realizing that they don't have much of security, other than the basic part. And other than that, the basic part is they don't even have a, an actual monitoring crew on it. So. If you exceed a certain number, then you will be well. The the monitoring guys and then the monitoring guys are actually not available. So there's nothing to report to you that hey, somebody is attacking you. The bare basic of things. Now there's another company. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a blue something in it. Uh, correct. Oh, what's that company? Uh-huh. Blue. There's a initial in it. What's that? Uh, uh, blue mix. Cloud. Sorry. Is it blue mix? Six something else. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Blue Ocean. Oh. Yeah, Blue Ocean is a uh, cloud asset as well. No, is that? Oh, are you, are you talking about Digital Ocean? Digital Ocean or something like that. So similar scenario is this. All right. So I, I know I'm not sure if it's hosting or it's a cloud services as well. Okay. But uh, this is scenario. So it's a regular operation in the company, but it acted like um, uh, an attack, a denial of service. So. Literally, the company who's actually doing the operation was denied access to its own infrastructure by the admin of the cloud because they think they're being attacked, or that services that they have or the application they have published is actually attacking someone else. Without investigation, they literally shut down the company. Okay, and all they, all the, all the company have is an apology. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of things in the cloud depending on the vendor and then there's other forms like yeah. if some uh, attack happen not a hand from the vendor comes in like in the point like we will help you in investigating what happened always the company would say oh i have nothing to do with it because you misconfigure it you just put it like so well we never had an agreement mm -hmm. so say you never took our premium services it's all about money for them okay yeah so they may want to consider yeah. the vendors yeah and i think to put it in analogy right? um think of it like um basically they're saying that you know they're just selling energy right or they're just selling kuryente. Uh, but then if kuryente ka sa bahay mo because of uh, you know for some reason they would always say that um it's not their responsibility right because they're just providing power to you but the extent of okay investigation alone or telling you that hey you're being attacked right now that simple step can make a difference for our company mm -hmm. but the thing is instead of telling you they would actually shut you down or help they would say okay you exceeded your quota environment you mm -hmm. need to pay more okay yeah. without further explanation okay so it depends on the vendor you're dealing with so there's a lot of them outside and then if you go around the internet you would see a lot of them having breaches because it's misconfigured nobody helped them it's too late all right I think um, one key lesson there um, is, you know, we, you know, parang, again, shared responsibility, but not just on the actual platform yeah. application or configuration, but also the fine print or the commercials yeah. around the relationship with the vendor. So mm -hmm. that's probably something to consider as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I have an additional question uh, about, since we've talked about these cloud vendors, these oh. major cloud vendors, because we, talked about how strong their security are. I mean, uh, like you mentioned earlier, talagang, uh, I think military enough, grade, yeah. or maybe... Well, uh, just a military grade. It's mm -hmm. beyond question because they got Pentagon deal. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, um, so my question is, since we have already, we, we have security set up on these cloud vendors already, on their services, uh, Bakit pa meron tayong, or but may mga companies pa, like mga cloud computing security companies na available out there, kind of like to integrate into your into uh, another cloud vendor service, uh -huh. something yeah. like that. Is, is it something like hindi pa enough yung security na binibigay ng cloud vendor, uh, or ano ba yun? Paano ba yun? Okay. So, kumbaga, very... bakit parang um bakit meron pang market around, you know, the consulting side of this? Right. Bakit mm -hmm. meron pang mga market around, you know, um an another top of layer on top mm -hmm. of, you yeah. know, the platform. Is it that not enough? Okay. Uh to tell you the truth, well, I only know one company who offers the entire nine yards of things, okay? For cloud, and that's Azure. The rest is actually piggybacking to the point that they like they they can have a collection of vendors and then hey we have a prescribed vendor for security you add it to your services and we get percentage for it okay so when you when when the reality strikes the vendor the cloud vendor doesn't know squat about things because they're not security themselves okay so you will go around the loop of calling vendor support oh it's not our job let's go to another one so the added cost per vendor integration 
the interoperability if they can interoperate because you have your own security and there's what you call it there's the one what you call it they're promoting okay mm-hmm. so that's it's not a plug and play approach it's more of like mix and match approach and depends on your budget so the more the more vendor you, in, uh, you incorporate the more headache you have and the more support uh, process that you have to go to now that is just one concern now if you talk about the entire the security side of things talk about integration so this vendor doesn't talk with another one okay so then in order for you to have interoperability with those vendors within your cloud is you need to pay a premium for them to interoperate so that's another scam okay so i would say particularly that yeah um they don't have well most uh, cloud uh, infrastructure or, or vendor doesn't have their own security team and if they do it's just not enough because most of them are what you call it delegated to their third party because they mm-hmm. get percentage for it okay what they have is primarily just monitoring and yeah particularly they monitoring and then their resolution yeah. is sold by someone else okay mm-hmm. so that's added cost for you as a user or a subscriber mm. compared to that one of the Azure, they have what you have your own microsoft thing guy right so yeah, msrc team, then you have an yeah. atp then other mm-hmm. those things so that's one of the things about admire about the Azure part so it's integrated one-stop shop then and only then if you want third party then you can get it it's still there okay but primarily you already have it's like a plug-and-play approach others we mm-hmm. still have the compatible if it's like if it's working for what not for what or whatever scenarios that you have in your infrastructure what design you have so it depends yeah and above all you really need to pick who's your what you call that vendor if you don't then all you right. will your budget will offshoot your actual uh, calculation okay <laughs> that's course, the only yeah. scenario especially with security right now mm. okay so um, just to you know, um, I know we're really having fun, you know, discussing about this. It's a very interesting topic. But mm-hmm. um, let's go on to you know the last lasting part no, um, of this podcast. Basically, um, what are your you know recommendations or at least some recommendations to be secure on the cloud, um, at least on a high level. But um, you know, how how do we secure cloud? At least okay. the basics. Okay, first. You need to pick. Uh, what do you call it? If you, depends on what application, um, what kind of infrastructure you're dealing with. Okay, so let's just start with the basic one. So the basic one is like you have a website, you have a database. Okay, then you have an application in the cloud. So one is you need to take a proper cloud right, uh, vendor that actually supports your infrastructure. Okay, with no added much cost. Okay, second to that one is. You need to have a code review in your application, okay? Most cloud vendor doesn't do a code review on your application that you're publishing. They don't care about squat, okay? Hell, they don't even give you an applic- uh, what you call it, a solution to do a code review, okay? So they just want, okay, so if you want something in your application, let's just put a WAP on it. So it's like, a, what you call that? The firewall version of a cloud part, okay? So let's put on a WAP for your application, then you get protected. So they just want to slam you with something and then they try to sell it with no consideration of what you actually need. So second, uh, next part is you need a code review. Second part is you need a, uh, what you call it, 
an, uh, an adept um, what you call that? policy or protocol in patch management. Okay. Second is your baseline operating system should be longer, primarily half of your life, or so have a proper support. I would not advise open source, especially those free ones, because when they come to a limit of their distribution, they just collapse it and bye-bye. I no longer support you because we can no longer patch up the, the what do you call it, the flavor of a particular, let me say this, Linux, okay? We can no longer patch it, so it's a community. So let's just move to another version. And then if you, if you build your application in that particular distribution, it's a bye-bye because there's no more support to it other than common people support or like some, some person who actually like, what you call that, uh, would like to help you for an additional cost. So that's a concern. All right. Now, you need to have a particularly, uh, well, um, first one is code review, a proper security so that comes with WAP and whatnot. Then you need to have um, uh, particularly uh, DLP to evaluate who is like what you call that accessing your documents or so infrastructure in the cloud. So these are the part that if you, you turn your cloud to into storage, so you would see evaluate who's doing who and whatnot. Okay. So we have a policy right now in cybersecurity. It's like zero, uh, zero trust policy. So literally you don't trust anybody. So you have to evaluate and audit each and every one of them, what they're doing. So you need to have that. Okay. Now, uh, backup in particular. So you need to have a, uh, an aggregated backup. So cloud and to another option. Okay, just in case you get compromised. Okay, um, and the the most important part, you need to have an active security. Okay, have you guys heard of a ransomware? What you call that? Hitting to the cloud. Have you ever heard one before? Actually, haven't. <laughs> okay, that would be a nightmare for you. Here's how it goes. Okay, so some people already know about ransomware because it's a hype right now. So. If one of your employees accessing your cloud infrastructure and that employee, this is an employee working from home or working in the office. So the most critical one right now is working from home. They can pretty much download anything in their computer, correct? Now, if yes. they're accessing or have an admin level or a mid-level access to that cloud infrastructure you have and you don't have an active threat uh, denial system like a proper security antivirus or application that denies any uh, unknown or unauthorized access okay to drop or add a file within that cloud a ransomware can collapse you to the point that you know the ransomware encrypts all files right so it bores into your, one of your user it goes out the cloud okay then when it reaches there it encrypts everything so you have only two options, pull out your backup or pay the ransom. Which one would you choose? The problem is if you have a proper backup. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a concern. If you have a backup. So most of the people who actually got attacked by a ransomware doesn't have a backup or they thought they have a backup. Okay. So those are the scenarios that you're dealing with. If you, if you, uh, that's why I pointed out the ransomware because currently right now in about well, two days, three days ago, there was two who got hit by a ransomware. Similar to that scenario. An end user working from home, 
managing or trying to update, patch one of their infrastructure. So it piggyback on the file that they're updating or moving up and down the, the cloud asset, it hit them. The ransomware permanent point went out to the cloud and wiped out, pretty much encrypted everything they have. Yep. All so right. Scenario. Um, Brian, any you know like last question? I would yeah. say. Or like... Actually, you have this one last question because I I know a lot of people, or I, I at least I know a few companies na ganito yung mindset nila na parang they don't want to migrate into cloud kasi iniisip nila might not be safe uh, you know they, their data might not be uh, safe okay. if they put it up uh, or migrate into any cloud vendors and I'm talking about even those uh, big cloud vendors out there like Azure AWS they just okay. don't want to and again probably may misconception eh pero what can you say or what would you say on uh, to those companies na takot mag-migrate into cloud because they have these uh, uh, parang takot sila na uh, alam nyan regarding okay. cloud, cloud security yeah okay so let's speak their language okay <laughs> all right most company in the Philippines right now has two compliance correct one is mm-hmm. data privacy compliance correct and the second yeah. one is well what is the other compliance that they have so pretty much business uh, business continuity okay so mm-hmm. one let's tackle first data privacy now most company doesn't have a security infrastructure in their office correct anybody can walk in walk out of their office okay so pretty much your janitor can go into your server room and pull out anything how about this the janitor is paid up just 50,000 pesos. Plug this USB. Because he have access to the server room, right? He cleans it up, correct? Or how about this one? Mm-hmm. Just look for the system administrator's computer and plug it into his computer. All you have to do is plug in a USB stick to a computer belonging to system administrator. And everything in that infrastructure goes out in the blue. Okay? Now, put that in the context of the cloud asset. Okay, so no external person other than the one you authorized to go into that cloud asset can actually put in or add anything or remove anything from that infrastructure. Correct? No physical yes. can just no physical person can just walk in. No, I mean you don't actually know where that location is, right? Exactly, and then you have layers and layers of security before you reach the actual server, right? Correct. Yep. So that is the first part so you have layers you're creating layer of security before somebody walks in in there and like do a mess okay a janitor can have a hydrochloric acid and just walk into server room and pour a pour what a gallon of hydrochloric acid and bust all your servers that's pretty much it and you're down and how long is your recovery now on the part of recovery in cloud you can just switch it just a snap of a finger you can recover in less than mm-hmm. what 30 minutes, that's it. Yeah, even in just physical minutes. Asset, uh. yeah. In physical asset, you have the procurement, you have to wait. Right now, some people can even buy a laptop right now because they don't have what more a blade system. Okay, so that's a part of business continuity. Okay, that's just one scenario of business continuity and disaster recovery. Okay, so most of the business people right now need to understand that it will make your life easier and it will make your infrastructure safer. Okay. Now, 
on the contingency part of it that somebody would compromise you, you know who will compromise you. It's one of your people that you actually gave access to the cloud asset. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, 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 no deranged employee can just walk in and with a hammer and then smack every server there is. Okay. So one, if your office shut down, your cloud, your infrastructure is still alive, moving anywhere across mm -hmm. the world. Right. Say, for example, mm -hmm. for business continuity purposes, the entire Asia shut down. Right. The entire Asia shut down because of an earthquake. Your website still running, your database still running because it has multiple mirror in North America and Europe. Okay, so mm -hmm. even if you're dead, your server is still running. Okay, and yeah. still taking orders. Okay, that's a point of it, point blank part of it. Business continuity. Now for data privacy. Now for data privacy contingency is this a part of uh, a part of data privacy? What you call that? A part of data privacy law is this: How do you protect your infrastructure. So, do you protect your infrastructure because it is a server room? Other than that, where's your backup? Now, is your backup like so? Everything that has to do with data privacy is a cost. Now, if you go with the conventional infrastructure or network, it will cost you a lot because how many server you have? You have a APC, right? I uh, mean, UPS, okay. Sorry, I'm branding now a uh, UPS system. Yeah. You have backup and everything, a generator and whatnot. Okay. So in the cloud, you have what? Infrastructure. Seg I mean, mirrored in multiple sites that you have backup everywhere. Now, second part. For data privacy, your infrastructure needs to be secured. How many companies in the Philippines ISO certification? ISO 27001. I don't know. Not much because most telco has one. So most telco, most multinational company with ROHQ in the Philippines has an ISO. But you're not one of those what's called ROHQ companies, right? Now, mm -hmm. if you want to avail to make your life easier for uh, data privacy, secure infrastructure qualification comes if you put your infra in an ISO certified infrastructure. So you just skip the part of making an ISO for yourself. You just put it on somebody's backyard, which is Microsoft. They're GDPR compliance. They're still ISO 27001 compliance. So pretty much you're sold there. That's it. So it cuts, it cuts you cost, big time cost. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure with the pricing right now, but I'm sure a Dell server, uh, you know, one of those Dell blade server, is expen yep. more expensive than operating a cloud asset, correct? Mm -hmm. I, I would think so, yeah. Uh, I don't have the pricing right now of a regular Dell server, a Blade server. But how many Blade server do you need to have to run, to operate your infrastructure in the office versus the one you're subscribing in the cloud? So it's and not to mention the network cost as well. Yeah. Yep, and the maintenance cost and the uh, well, security of putting the physical security around those server rooms. So it depends. So it's all about a matter of architecture. So most people fear about the cloud because they don't know how to implement it. Okay, that's the only difference. So all you need to have is a proper guy who is trained, probably what whatever vendor you have. But I would still much prefer it with Microsoft because it's pretty much easy. Now everybody knows about Microsoft. So one is get a guy who can do a proper architecture of security, and that solves your problem. Okay. 
because the 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 worst possible scenario that would happen if you are in the cloud is this one somebody misconfigured your asset that's why it got a big hole on it okay that's the first one the second one is this you didn't pay your administrator so much that he pull out the data okay so those mm-hmm. are the only two scenarios that you have a problem in the cloud okay the only two so mm-hmm. you get breached because somebody's screwing up their job they're not doing their job okay the other one is somebody misconfigured it or so, the third one is somebody's not with, not paid enough so much it, it took a it took his anger brunt out of your infrastructure maybe one of your security mm-hmm. administrator or admin uh what do you call it your website admin who pulled it, who op- opened the door so those are the three scenarios it's going to be human factor but if you have a properly designed and architectured cloud asset you don't have much of a problem all you need to do is sit back relax and monitor how much money your asset is actually gaining okay other than that that's it all right um i guess you know Thanks very much, uh, Milo. But um, I would just like to ask, um, how can people reach out to you, or you know, um, throughout the community, how can they you know reach out to you in terms of, I don't know, Twitter, Facebook, socials, or anything like that? Oh well, you just like, well, I have a Facebook. You can just look up my name, so it's Milo Pakamara, and the other one is in LinkedIn. That you would see. Just type in Milo Pakamara, but point me to my LinkedIn anyway. And yeah, um, well, maybe I can type in any data on. So I represent CSP CERT. It's a cybersecurity Philippine CERT. So it's a CERT. It's a private CERT uh, organization in the Philippines. By the way, just just a reminder, we are not the ICT. Okay, the ICT is the national CERT. We are mm-hmm. the private CERT. Okay, don't don't confuse that. Okay, we are board CERT, but I'm not the ICT. Okay, just to make mm-hmm. sure, I'm not government speech. All right. So yeah, yeah, pretty much they can contact me in that way. And uh, and I think one thing na hindi rin siguro dapat natin confuse is that it should be Milo, not Milo. I, I kept calling you Milo. Yeah, usually <laughs> I would call like Greeks call me Milo because they don't have Milo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, so um, uh, Michael, you have you have anything to say? I think that's all. I mean, ako sobrang na enjoy ko like just listening with Milo. Yeah. Um, dami ko na tutunan, di ba? Pero um. It's uh, again uh, before you know this podcast. Me and Milo was just talking about so much opportunity right now in the Philippines around this cybersecurity space and also miss potential as well, so mm. that we can bridge. There's a lot of them. You just need to tap the proper resources and shake the shake the proper tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thanks very much, Milo. Um, yeah, mm, no problem. All right. Glad to be of service to you guys.